0: Hey, y'all, I'm
1: just glad that we've got a couple of minutes here to prepare for our IndyCar special. Um, You know, I wanted to make sure that I have at least 100 seconds to prepare all my notes. And wait a minute, why does that clock say zero? Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Ah!
2: You know, if I were Romain Grosjean and I was leading an IndyCar race for the first two thirds, I would simply finish the job.
0: Not happening anytime soon. Welcome to episode 439 of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison, and uh, welcome to the last of our triple header off the back of last week. Fun times for all involved. We're talking about the best race of the weekend. Oh, oh, Grand and it ain't close. No, it isn't either. Yeah, IndyCar's Grand Prix of Barber over in Alabama. Oh, the, this is good motorsport right here.
2: Mm. It's like good mm. shit. Get, get good. Warm, syrupy pleasure coursing through my veins after a hit of IndyCar.
0: That's Cam Buckley. He was very, very happy with the race at Barber, and so was I, and so was Shill for the series. Well, not series, but certainly this track. The man loves Barber like an adoptive child. It's so it, it used
1: to be my home track way back in the day when I lived in Alabama and way back when I lived in Tennessee. I don't live near any of those places, and for reasons that have nothing to do with motorsport, I can't say that I regret my decisions, but it is always a place that is near and dear to my heart, and I always tell people this race for single-seaters produces better racing than you were led to believe because yes, it is a twisty and undulating and narrow track that you wouldn't think lends itself well to quality of racing. But this was a Dr- Dre,
2: Can race. you hear the shill coming out of him right now?
0: Oh, it, it, oh it, it,
2: there it, is so much it, shill here. It, this it, is
0: five floors of
1: vintage motorcycles and a museum. What I
2: will say is that since they, we struck off the arrow kits from the DW 12, this track's been real good.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Um,
2: that that's, that's my take on this for IndyCar. And, you know, in general, I just like watching IndyCars around a road course. They're always fun.
0: Indeed. Indeed. And, yeah, IndyCar delivered again in Barber. No surprise it was announced during the weekend as well that it had been given a three-year extension, so it's going to be on the IndyCar calendar through 2026. And rightly so. I think it's the... I think it's an excellent round for IndyCar's April slot um, right before we get into the month of May, which we'll be getting into in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we did uh, test. We did oh, test yeah. in the meantime. We did, we did a uh, test. We got, the, the, you got the, I believe the GMR Grand Prix. They're sponsoring the first Indianapolis Road Course race on the 13th. But uh, we're going to talk about Barber first. And uh, oh, boy. Uh, oh. Round two. Anybody like rematches? I
1: love this rematch.
0: Oh, yeah. In the red corner, representing bus bros, cow uniforms, and occasional Twitter pylons, it's Scott McLaughlin! Locker, Chandel, fuck yeah, repeat. And in the blue corner, representing France, Switzerland, and any fire joke you can think of, it's Romain Grosjean! Woo! I can't even say that he
1: wasn't him because he was him this whole race. And then something happened that was abnormal and it probably cost him the win, likely actually did cost him the win.
0: Yeah, it's funny enough as well. because We've made this joke on our Discord server a couple of times, especially now that I work for him. But it was like, was it voted the best race in the racist Twitter poll for the weekend? Yes, actually. For uh, once I'm- it deserved it. Yeah, it it, it it did. That's and, gonna
2: get that's gonna get me piled on on Twitter. Okay. Hey,
0: oh, oh dear! But uh, it, I, I'm pretty sure it did. I'm um, on that one, and it deserved it because it was an excellent race. And yes, it was Scott McLaughlin versus Romain Grosjean. 2. this time, it's personal. Um, and those two dudes took off and turned it into a real slobber knocker of a race. And in the end, Romain Grosjean didn't win. Again.
2: He's still, the winless streak continues on from the Hungary feature race in his GP2 title winning season of 2011.
0: Yeah. It's been nearly 12 years now since Romain Grosjean won in a single-seater race.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was another gut-wrenching near-miss for Andretti's leading man at this point in a race that he qualified on pole at. I mean, he and Scott McLaughlin just drove away from everyone put alex put put alex polo and pato award in rice
1: the last two winners of this event in rice they just put them in a in a sleeper hole and didn't let go until they were just you know foaming at the mouth
2: yeah blew them into the weeds and after the two stoppers and three stoppers were somewhat converged by a stingray rob technical failure at the side of the road Um. We got the final round of stops. McLaughlin was able to jump Grosjean, and then Grosjean puts on a, which certainly must be a golden melon contender for pass of the year, just put foots in him around the final corners.
1: You know what's crazy? We're just jumping right into it, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. Normally I'd get the social media out of the way, but fuck it. I'm I, I, I like where this is going. Crack let's on. let's do it. That you know what's crazy is that we already had
1: moves at the final quarter because Christian Lungard who was underratedly one of the stars of the weekend, he got back from his so-called vacation and he was putting in work. Fast six qualifying appearance, the second big best move of the race where he just flog it up the inside of the final quarter.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was just, it was a genuine overtaking opportunity at this track in these cars and people were using it. And Grosjean did get that send and he was leading and we thought he was in prime position because he had all the push to pass to play with in the world, right up until the point where the 99 second timer on a steering wheel flipped to zero.
1: You know, what's funny when I, when I, Going back, I thought at the time, like, did he just burn through it all trying to prevent, like, McLaughlin from overcutting him in that last stop?
0: I didn't buy that when I saw that. I was like, there's no no way he went through those. Because the last time we saw it on screen, it it was like he had 140 seconds. And I'm like, there's no way he went through two and a half minutes of push to pass just to defend the lead.
2: Well, and you're limited in using it to 20 second intervals. And obviously it shuts itself off when you hit the brakes. Um, much like DRS does uh, in other motorsports. So he physically could not have done so in that time frame. Um, Yeah, it flipped from 99 seconds to zero. And then Grosjean was driving under massive pressure to stay ahead against someone who had maybe a percentage quicker car, but a hell of a lot more horsepower to play with.
0: Yeah, uh, around that sort of time, McLaughlin had, had about thirty seconds left, and Grosjean described himself as a sitting duck um, when he realised his timer had accidentally gone to zero. Um, and yeah, uh, and unfortunately, Grosjean ran wide at the at the bottom of the hill where the spider is at the hairpin and opened the door for McLaughlin, and uh, he hit his, He hit the button. That was his chance. He took it. He retook the lead. And Grosjean just couldn't stay with him after that. And he, you know, he ended up fading to about two and a half, three seconds back. And oh, almost going to pass
1: by Will Power, who was running, who was putting out a charge on scuffed red tires. But yeah, he yeah, was able yeah. to hold him off at the end.
2: Yeah, Will, who just kind of ran out of tires at the end. I mean, you could see it on his right front. It was dead. Um, and even with that mistake, I mean, they came out of that corner pretty much level and all McLaughlin had to do was just hop on the button and drive past.
0: Yep. Nothing Grosjean could do. And once again, uh, Romain Grosjean had to settle for second. Scott McLaughlin took the win and got himself right back into title contention. We'll bring some of that down a little bit later on. But uh, is this ever going to happen for Grosjean? Like, surely. It's due.
2: He's due. He's overdue. And what I'd say is that, you know, without The first incident between these two, and you could tell that pass in the final corner—that was personal. You felt that was a that was a vengeance pass right there.
1: Oh yeah, that was Uh, that that was was, that was was
2: for St. Pete, motherfucker.
1: That was that was the rock hitting Stone Cold with a Stone Cold Stunner.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) I just hit him with it. Um,
1: But but he's been so quick
2: and a bit more reserved. I'd say the last two races is how for how he's driven. He probably should be. Uh, look, it's doing him a world of good in the championship. He is racking up points with abandon Th- now.
1: That's right. He's fifth in the championship with 115 points. And like... Are we about to have yeah. a winless champion if he keeps doing this? <laughs> I would say that Romain Grosjean... That's, this is the thing about him now. Because he can now win at any stop on the calendar, I believe. He's, there he is no... great. There's great on young, street circuits. He's great on street circuits, but it was Texas that really convinced me. He is not deficient at any discipline that IndyCar goes to anymore.
2: No, he he has and, been solid. Uh, we've gone to all three types of track now. I mean, the definition of street courses and the definition of uh, road course here. And he's excelled at both. And yeah. One thing we've always been maintained with Grosjean uh, on this podcast, the speed was never the problem. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. not when you're the only when you and a trackside jeep are the only things leading sebastian vettel in the second half of the 2013 f1 season <laughs> speed ain't your problem
0: absolutely not and this fun fact this is the fifth time romaine grojon has finished second in an indy car race since he got here in 2021
2: casey kane looking ass
0: <laughs> and of course back-to-back seconds off the long beach a couple of weeks ago, and it was only beaten by a inspired Kyle Kirkwood. Um, he
2: drove out of his mind, and, and and that's another component here where he was the only Andretti that really factored all weekend. He had pace on Herda and Kirkwood, and, and Kirkwood in spades. They it's couldn't amazing. get anywhere near him all weekend.
0: We mentioned it a little bit when the second place at Long Beach turned up, but in an alternate universe, Romain Grosjean goes. Poland win at St. Petersburg, probably finishes in the top five at Texas, and then takes a pair and finishes second at Long Beach and then wins in Barber. That's not a huge amount of goalpost moving.
2: No, he's he's had the pace um in all of them to do so and just whether it's circumstance or I mean he did make the mistake on Sunday. But that mistake was then compounded by the push-to-pass failure.
0: I, 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 Looking back at it now, knowing what we know, I don't think it would have mattered in the end. I think McLaughlin had enough in hand where I think... He I, I
2: don't I don't think so, because I think Gros, Grosjean would have had so much push-to-pass to defend with.
0: He that's, would have, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, like, I feel like the mistake doesn't really matter now, because mm-hmm. once his push-to-pass died, I think that was the end of his chances. Yeah.
1: Well, well, here's something that was pointed out, and I was I was in the middle of researching this, and then Zoe beat me to the punch. You know, Roman Grosjean's finished second five times in his young IndyCar career, and I'm thinking, who's had the most runner-up finishes without ever winning one? And that was Vitor Mira, who Rem- raced in the— Wow, that's r- a throwback. That man raced in the dearth of the split and was due and was overdue victories so many times for teams that were not as good as the one that Romain Grosjean drives for right now, but it just never materialized.
2: And I think that's another storyline as well. I mean, Andretti have been much, much improved this year.
1: You did it. You're back to where you once were. Let's go. Kind
2: of. I'd argue this is the best Andretti has looked probably since, 20, like, since the introduction of this generation of car.
0: They they need to start converting some more of these results and so it can't just be Grosjean. Like, oh, like, yeah. I, well, down, I do, I, I do oh, agree. I, yeah. That, yeah, I do agree that they're certainly better in terms of raw pace than what they were in the last couple of years. Like, where the heck was Colton Herta all day?
2: Colton 14... Herta was uh, fighting with a terrible, no good, and very bad
1: Joseph Newgarden Sunday. Where was Kevin, where was Kyle Kirkwood? I mean, I know he spun in well, the first, the second phase of qualifying, but you know, and you know, Devlin
0: D De Francesco, my man. the less like said, a, the better. Yeah, boat anchor. Bottom, yeah, he, bottom of the regular finishes in in, in the championship when I was I don't want to be
2: mean, but I need to put my mean face on. Devlin D De Francesco is
0: out of his depth at this level.
2: No, I, 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 you know. You know, I think that's being too nice. He stinks. He yeah. is so far cleanly worse than any other driver in his team or any driver around him at the moment, because where he's racing is the bottom feeders of the grid, the foits, the coins,
1: etc. Right. And the Harley races, the Barry Windhams, the Rick Flares. Never mind that shit. Here comes Ben Devlin.
2: Here comes Dylan Brooks. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at it now, I think Andretti does need to convert a little bit more on what they've got, but I do agree that they are certainly in a better place than what they were the last couple of years. Um, They're passing the eye test. A hell of a lot more than they they ever did last year. I mean, they've already got a win, and Grosjean, by all accounts, really has been, I think, the best driver in IndyCar so far this season. And... You know, only Texas really goes against him, and even then, that was you could make a case was more maybe just an unlucky bit of arrow wash than than anything massively egregious on RG's part. So, besides that, like I said, alternate universe, he has a win and he has a win and a second place in a top five across all the major disciplines of IndyCar we've already seen so far this season. That's an incredible yeah. year. And yeah, he, he, he's looking like a title contender right now. And that's, he needs to put a 500 down, but, um, we we all know he goes. That's the ultimate question, right? Yeah. 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 If he can, if he can put down a 500, that's even solid top 10. He's right in the mix. Hmm.
1: Andretti Autosport historically has prepared cars that are exceptional at the 500 since we switched these 2.2 liter turbos. I would not put it past him to make a deep run in the qualifying. I wouldn't put it past him to contend for the win once all is said and done. I'm not saying he's going to, but I, I wouldn't put it past I him. I want to see future.
2: it. I want to see it because, because you know, t- Texas Motor Speedway is an oval. Indy 500, the Indy 500 is run at an oval. That's where the similarities end
1: it's a it's a whole different ball, okay, the different ball of, game. The level of preparation is different. We're going to have bumping. We pretty much know it's, who's going to get bumped. But we're got yeah. but nobody's guaranteed.
2: But, and, well, that's a given. I mean, all it takes is a crash in a primary car on one day and then, you know, that we might not know who's getting bumped. Um, you know, that that is the beauty and the curse of the Indy 500 and everyone has to contend with it.
1: Can I just say as well that I liked that this was also a race of strategic variance and i will put in the asterisk that yes there was one thing that definitely helped the alternate strategy work the conventional strategy is two stops some drivers including all the penskis started the race on hard tires and decided we're going to stop early and try and convert a three-stop strategy and for scott mclaughlin it worked
2: for scotty mack i mean scotty mack had the clean run Got the perfect rub of the green with the say it, with the caution Sting for Stingray Rob, Rob. Mm. yeah. And he then, had already
1: pitted like and was already out he was in the, the pits. pits before, yeah. yeah,
2: he was coming out, coming out basically right into the yellow flag. So yeah, Jack that's Paul. why you run the alternate strategy.
1: And can I say as well, like any cars, cars are engineered to be some of the safest cars in the world. They have one of the best medical response teams that responds to incidents quicker than most and they earn rave reviews for that. Don't compromise that by waiting to throw a caution just because, Oh, it's the like,
2: dumbest thing about this series from a stewarding it's, perspective. It, it's it one drives of the me worst rules
0: in motorsport. I fucking detest it. It's horrible.
2: Like... If, if you don't know IndyCar, right, basically any time that there's an incident out on track, they will try and give... Not only that car, which, keep in mind, doesn't have a starter motor on board, so if it's stalled, we know it's fucked. Because they don't,
1: um, because they don't leave the pit lane open anytime there's a safety car, like you have yeah, in F one.
2: They don't. Yeah, they they will give you the opportunity to try and come into pit lane to make yours to not fuck you over on strategy. And in refusing to throw a caution until everyone has pitted to not affect
1: the race, you are def- you are directly affecting the race. <laughs> this is the this is the uh, this is the NBA slash NHL official that's like I'm not going to call this penalty this'll impact the game
2: impacts the game immediately (laughs) me me a bruins fan over last year not mad about it
1: at fucking all look look cam if i if i had scored 135 points in the same oh no not this year not this year this is last year yeah
2: this is, uh, this is last year when everyone stopped playing in that game because, damn, that's going to be a penalty, and then they didn't call it and
1: they ended up scoring on us. There's never penalties in the last minute. Like, that's silly and unnecessary. Thank goodness nobody had a separate accident into Stingray Rob's stopped car. Right. But, but there's a stopped the, car
2: on the racing surface.
1: Yeah, you, you don't have or to do off. that. That compromises, like... What already is like again? You have one of the best medical teams. You have one of the best response groups. You have some of the safest cars around. Don't don't all, compromise all it of like that, that.
2: All of that goes to waste when you don't make the right calls.
1: It's twenty years since we found, since IndyCar introduced the safer barrier, and they fucking needed to introduce the safer barrier. Yeah,
2: no kidding.
0: Right, and yeah, it's like as RJ alluded to perfectly. It's. Do you have an incredibly safe car, relatively speaking? You have the best safety team in the business. They are incredible. But you compromise all of that when you have dumb rules like giving the leaders a wave around them whether they want to pit or not before you pull the caution and close the pit lane. It's the dumbest rule in motorsport. It's inherently dangerous. I already talked about this at Long Beach when Benjamin Pedersen's car was sideways and blocked an escape road at Long Beach for a good minute um, with people on the track and no caution was thrown, it is. A yeah, if another joke. car
2: goes off there, we have deaths on the racetrack. That's it, not it, an exaggeration. It is an
0: absolute joke. It is the worst rule in modern motorsport. Get rid of it, IndyCar. It is. It is hellaciously dangerous.
2: Like, if you don't want to affect this, if you don't want to affect it, and you are affecting it by doing this, if you if you want that to be the case, just don't close the pit lane.
0: Motorsport is unf- is unfair. Suck it up. Throw the caution. End the discussion. Um, it was a confusing race for one Joseph Newgarden. He qualified oh, seventh, God. but was hit by a spinning Felix Rosenquest on the opening lap, which somehow disrupted the balance of his car, and no one quite knows how or why it happened. Including it was- Joseph Newgarden. <laughs> Indeed. With his tire wear completely collapsing in the second half of his free-stop stints. Joseph eventually finished down in 15th, despite leading six laps and being on the winning strategy. Is this a cause for concern for Joseph's season?
1: When you say he is on the winning strategy, Firestone Racing actually has a a chart of what tires everybody goes on. Scott McLaughlin started on, on new black tires. Then he pitted on lap 15 for new red tires. Then he pitted on lap 39 for... They put it on lap 38 for old red tires and then finished the race on a new set of black tires. That is the same exact sequence minus a lap of difference on some of the stops that Joseph Newgarden ran. Scott McLaughlin won the race driving away. Joseph Newgarden was mired down in 15th. And you know what's even crazier? And I'm glad that you pointed this out uh, because... Joseph Newgarden had the fastest outlap
0: of the race. Why <laughs> did nearly, this happen? By nearly half a second. His his raw pace was insane. Yeah, he had he had the
2: raw pace to contend with any of them and beat them. And the the three slot the three stoppers ended up getting the rub of the green with the safety car. And exactly when it came out. And then the second half of the race, he just cratered. I mean, there was an instance where he was passed by about six cars in three corners.
1: That's not good. Long Beach That's is not. That ain't,
2: that ain't Joseph Newgarden. That is not what we are used to seeing out of
1: him. No, like Long Beach. I get it. He is having to run it extra, extra lean to make a fuel number. And that was silly, but this is just strange. And as far as like worried about his future prospects, like, We know he's had trouble winning the Warner Trophy, and thank goodness for him that the race isn't double points like it has been in the past.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that that is a a general Penske problem at the moment. Uh, We'll see what they have.
1: He's still not in terrible shape, though. He's still in with a shot at the championship after, like, he sits in the points. He's only 25 behind Marcus Erickson. He's only 25
2: behind Marcus Erickson, but the thing with New Garden this year that I'm seeing is just, usually his consistency paired with his peaks is enough and usually it requires the cartoon anvil to prevent him from reclaiming the one hmm. um in this case this year he's had he has a couple like set contenders who are beating him on consistency and beating him on peaks
0: it's a weird one and, with New Garden. Uh, I, I say it's weird yeah. because, and look, I wouldn't normally point this out about New Garden, but this is exactly the same sort of scenario that ended up costing him the title last year, and it was it mostly came down to the fact he started slow, he got stronger. He, he the in The first half of his year
2: on. was a mess.
0: Yeah, and he, he he pulled himself back into contention to the point where he was about to take the title lead. In Iowa, and we all know how that second race ended. Man being airlifted to hospital after his rear suspension breaks. Now, like this is the problem. Like, like there's one the good news for New Garden here is that no one else has really taken this title by the scruff of the neck yet. Everybody around him has had at least one dodgy race. Pado Award, it was Long Beach. Marcus Erickson's got a couple of lower-end top tens in there. Alex Polo hasn't had the really big result yet, the, the, despite the third in Texas. McLaughlin was mediocre in St. Pete. Grosjean, you know the rest. Will your Scott
2: extra. McLaughlin and uh, uh, jo- and uh, Romain Grosjean's fates are interlinked this year in a way. Oh yeah.
0: Dixon well was was taken out at Long Beach by Padua Ward. Like you get the gist. Everybody else has had at least one sucker round so far this season where they've been on the wrong end of the green. And that's probably what's done. New garden. That's that's probably sparing new gardens blushes because new garden took home every point he could have gotten in Texas. So, you know, and that that's helped him. That's, propped him up to the point where he's only 25 behind Marcus Erickson in the lead and Marcus is doing what Marcus does top tens every week baby because he's been in the top ten every weekend so far this season he'll just keep stuffing those points and taking the opportunities when they come to get really big results
2: and it's no longer he's described as the sneaky sweet at this point honestly at this point it's not all that sneaky This is just what he does it's not sneaky
1: when when he's just up here punching you in the face
2: you know, yeah. No, it, like, he, he put in a couple really good overtakes during the race as well. I mean, he's just racking up a great consistency top 10 season again.
0: Yeah, none of the chip cars were particularly good this weekend, and he still finished 10th. Pillow um, you know, was the best of the bunch in fifth, but he was a distant fifth, um, which is surprising.
2: On the, he just got outgunned on the first stint by Grosjean.
0: Yeah, got outgunned. He made a couple
2: attempts at him.
0: Yeah, got outgunned, and in the end, it was like Power McLaughlin and Grosjean were in a different league compared to the rest of the rest of the field. Pado Award, who is normally super good, won here last year. Just not in the same vicinity. Alex Palou, who won here two years ago, again just uh, not not I was really say, there. Like
2: McLaughlin and uh, and Grosjean just blew Pato away in the final stint. They took really? this man to Gaplebees for a three course dinner.
0: And a biscuit. Hit him a three-piece with
1: no with no drink. It, it,
0: <laughs> it was wild. It was absolutely wild in that sense. And yeah, that's probably what's sparing Newgarden's blushes so far. I don't think this is any major cause for concern yet, luckily, because like I said, no one's taken this title by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dre,
2: we, we've seen it the last few years. Newgarden always turns it up for the second half.
0: And yeah. not to mention the blessing for him is that Indianapolis is around the corner. He always goes well at the road course, and the 500s only single points. So even if Penske stink there... It's not going to hurt him as bad as it has in previous. Watch years.
1: this be the year that he ends up winning the 500, and because it's single points, he has a slump later on the year, and he's probably going to want him with double points. It just oh. it just goes like that. But you know, Joseph Newgarden can't can't get in the habit of relying on a strong second half surge to dig himself out of a first half hole. And he's had a win already. We know he's still quick, but the last two races are cause for concern. Right. That it'll just be the same, same old,
0: same old.
2: <laughs> right. It's not the end of the world, but there's definitely improvement to be had.
0: Indeed. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. Maybe not too much concern out there for um for him at the moment, but maybe in the uh, maybe if 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 it's a bad five hundred, maybe then we'll talk, um mm. and see how that goes. But again, even then, if it is, it's again, it's not the it's not the season ender that it was last year for say people like Colton Herter, for example. Mm. Um, so maybe that's a plus. Also, I love that I put this in here in the script the same day that Marshall Pruitt put his, put his first silly season update of the year out. I was like, "Oh, I timed this one well. Because um, <laughs> I was curious about this one, because we talked a little bit about it on our Discord server during the race itself. Um, Alex Polo. Now, it's pretty much the worst kept secret in IndyCar at this point that Alex Polo is going to McLaren next year. It's a secret? Who knew? i know it's crazy I, this might shock a few people that are listening to this show that alex pullo is probably going to mclaren in 2024 almost certainly going to mclaren um definitely absolutely is going to mclaren in 2024 uh to take the number six car no it's the seven car i, I keep getting that confused between oh, them. No, no oh, no
2: we we say yeah. that i mean zach brown could f- formulate another one of those handshake deals and leave him out to
1: dry well, fuck it. Kyle Larson goes to IndyCar full time.
0: Get out. Um, so, no, I, you <laughs> don't even RJ, RJ, do you, you, you value your life? <laughs> oh, <I'm> apparently not. <laughs> you will come into London. Soon. I will beat you. I will beat you my damn self. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, while, while, while we get a muzzle for RJ, um, that, that's better. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned that as well, because, like, Zach Brown in Marshall Pruitt's piece apparently, like, said to him off the record, Marshall Pruitt, that there's a possibility that McLaren might go to four cars. They might not dump Rosenquest after all. Apparently, if Rosenquest delivers on results, McLaren might be prepared to keep him on and they expand to a four-car operation. Which is wild given they've only just gone to three. But given it, that they
2: still only have one truly win competing car every weekend, and that's usually Pato.
0: Yeah, it's wild. But apparently, there, there is. Further. There is murmurs that McLaren might go to four. So uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we could be looking at a 28, <laughs> maybe 29 car feel next year because there was also talk in that piece that th- it looks like Chip will facilitate a car for kiffin simpson no matter what
1: kiffin simpson a man that i saw take over a race in asian lamas series and lmp2 which is why it was strange that when i watched IndyNext Nets at barbara motorsports park he was given incident responsibility for causing a first lap pileup was then given a drive-through penalty while nine laps down as a result of damage from said pileup couldn't be told on the radio that he had to serve a drive through penalty and was just disqualified for not serving a penalty that he didn't know he had while he was already nine laps down for the incident that he caused. Kiffin! Kiffin. Very normal. Uh, meanwhile,
2: in our chat, uh, a, a cloud of Scottish rage is currently enroaching upon RJ's
1: new house.
0: Yeah. Quote, RJ, don't speak that, uh, etc. Look, um, is
1: it more cringe than Santucci Farino's uh, America car? Uh, debatable.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, mm, anyway, uh,
1: we've done enough stalling. Um, uh, yeah. Dray,
0: yeah. We're talking about who it now. Do you,
1: who do you think is the favorite for Alex Polos maybe vacated seat at Chip Ganassi Racing.
0: It's a weird one because again, Pruitt's piece was fascinating in that he said that if Simpson delivers because he's apparently he's going to put Kiffin in for a lot of sports car gigs to see if he's really ready for it to try and accelerate that development. If he's good and he gets a really big season, apparently Chip will open up a fifth car for him. Um, and they might still, and they're still talk about what they're going to do with the eleven. There's apparently some low key hope that maybe Marcus Armstrong might be convinced to do some ovals, because um, because although that would also mean Marcus would have to make some more funding to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But Marcus Armstrong has been very good so far this season for all it's worth. 11th, 8th and 11th in his free round so far. 11th from 26 on the
1: grid. Trey, I know you all are podcasting rivals now, but that is spectacular. (laughs) Dude could win Rookie of the Year making up the difference with the races that he misses. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, like it's like... I joke about him like be pretending to care about him because he said that on his own show, screaming meals that uh, people don't care about the racing. They're only here to find out what they do in their other time. Like which for a formula two driver is fucking bold. If I do say so myself, um, but the man's driving really, really well in the chip car so far. He's, he's been excellent in IndyCar car so far. I, I do find it funny that when he got his overtaking award trophy that he was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> um, I, I have to point out the fantastic tweet from Zoe she put out there a couple of days ago. Um, that and uh, and, I, and I quote: "Marcus Armstrong is what happens if we put Emma Dixon's personality into Scott Dixon's body," which <laughs> is a magnificent tweet <laughs> and
2: accurate. That,
0: that's one of the best IndyCar tweets I have ever seen. Round of applause for Zoe Hamilton on that one, because that was just world-class, if I do say so myself. That's beautiful. Um, anyway, I've stalled enough on this one. The question I asked in the script was, who do you think is the favorite for the number 10 seed at Chip Ganassi? Because this is one that's come up a lot, and I've got a feeling that Silly Season probably starts regarding who takes the 10, um, which is a well-funded, well-liked seat of chips, and you know there'll, there'll be plenty of money to go through I it. I see
2: what you did there.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not stupid. Um, There'll be plenty of money to go through that seat. It's well-funded. You don't need to necessarily go paying driver. There was even talking in that Pruitt piece that they might even put Ericsson in the ten and get another paying guy for the eight instead. Wow. So there's 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 moves they can make on this. For me personally. I would love to see Christian Lungard in that seat.
1: Oh baby, you get you get Christian Lungard and Marcus oh. Armstrong there and the team of we have been we have been betrayed by Mechachrome Engine Fragility.
2: Yeah, and um I mean as a as a tiny recap, I mean Christian Lungard was this weekend, this past weekend, the only bright spot in what has other been otherwise been an atrocious season. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lan again. I mean, at this point, Graham Ray Hall is hitting more opponents than
0: Apexes, bro. All... Like, there was literal talk that Ray Hall might actually walk away from this team now after 17 years under his under his dad's affiliation.
1: Uh, it hasn't always been under his his dad. I well, mean,
0: mostly, yeah. A over, lot. A good well over a of it now. A yeah. good yeah.
1: portion of it now. He didn't start with his family's team, but yeah, it's crazy. Like 2015. To 2017, that magical Graham Ray Hall run—that is long in the past. Even
2: two years ago, when the dude was racking up top fives and top tens with abandon, that yeah. is gone.
0: Yeah, like—and to there, say there, nothing I, of I, Jack I Harvey, it like, who was again alternate universe talking here. As I mentioned it with Grosjean, there's an alternate universe of Christian Lingards in an RP and F1 seat, and is probably killing it because the man was mad talented at ART and he fell for the curse of the ART second car, as many people who watch Formula 2 will tell you. The ART second car is cursed. Don't go anywhere near it. Um, but I openly admit, if I'm being the full Lingard guy here, his oval game still needs work, and that's the, that's the drawback with him, is that he is still middle of the road on ovals.
1: I wouldn't even say middle of the road, but it's also a matter of environment, like, you put a driver like that in a Ganassi and you will see some improvement because I think they're better resource to You'll on see a project. really do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like with Scott McLaughlin uh, when he first broke into IndyCar.
2: Well, look, like.
0: He has one. Graham top Rahul Rahul has. Since his career started.
2: Graham Rayhall has one at Texas. Doesn't he was getting me. lapped. He was getting lapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business decision Pagino right behind him. To sit. I don't even want to talk about Simon. I don't even H. want to talk oh. about Meyer shank racing right now. Oh, However, yeah. um, he was being lapped after 40 laps this year. Brutal. Rahul, Letterman, Lanigan is a not. They are just awful at ovals right now. We'll see what they can do around Indy because they've had pace there the last couple of years. But I'm not confident.
0: The other name I wanted to throw in the hat is David Malukas. I think David Malukas is a stud. And I think David Malukas actually might be a little bit more well-rounded as an IndyCar driver than Lungard is at the moment. I think him being a part of Dale Coyne is not helping. Um, Dale Coyne is a good team, but they are, you know... Low ceiling. Low ceiling. And... As newly nicknamed Lil Dave, um, has proven so far. I think he's a very, very fast driver. I think he's good enough for fast sixes at his best. And on he's 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 got the opposite problem to Lingard, where on ovals he can be incredible. Like Malukas has had a couple of days on ovals. He should have won at Gateway last year. That yeah. race is one lap longer. Malukas probably wins. It's 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 it, like Malukas can. Has got a, I'd say, even higher ceiling than Lingard is at the moment. Maybe needs a better car to prove it. And there was talk in that Pruitt piece that they might break off from Dale Coin and and have Lucas Senior start his own team. Honestly, that the HM out of HMD.
2: <sighs> that would be a really. I, I, would we have the room on the grid?
0: Apparently. we we could have twenty nine cars next year.
2: Cal. That's my point. We might not have enough room at some of these paddocks to get all these guys into the sport. Right.
0: Uh, because we okay. there's there's a possibility there's a possibility that McLaren goes to four. There's a possibility that Chip Ganassi goes to five, and there is a possibility that H like the, the Malucas family might break off from coin and start their own team.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm not privy to the same insider knowledge that others have admittedly and this is my one flaw as an aspiring indycar journalist but there there's a name that also is mentioned in this piece that uh is worth mentioning and that's callum ilot as well he's going to be oh, yeah. the bell of the ball um if he's if he's available I think that there is a chance that a lot of teams are going to make a play for him and he'd be a perfect fit at Ganassi because... LMI lot
2: in a Ganassi car would be fucking terrifying. Yeah,
1: It's just a matter of... Whether or not he's free to leave the team or not, because if I'm Yunkos Hollinger Racing, a team that has big ambitions of wanting to be a power player in the IndyCar Series, like we've we've had our we're the plucky un- underdogs moment, but now we want to go out and win stuff. You want to hold on to a driver like Calamila, don't you?
2: Oh, he, he can be the centerpiece of your ascension.
1: Yeah. And if you're, and if you have to give up Kalamila, you want to bring in somebody who is just as good, if not better.
0: Yeah, I, I, from that piece, they said that Ilot might be the number one name on the list for next year. There's going to be a bidding war for this dude, and I think a lot of people are seeing that Jinkos are, uh, have, have gone leaps and bounds on on a couple of years ago from where they were at as a team. From where, where they dead, were dead. They
2: were dead. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they were they were a, they were a, a shambling corpse of a team after the 2019 500 and of course their IMSA program folded and we didn't hear anything from them for a couple of years while they regrouped. But yeah, I mean,
0: Kanamoto has 5 less points than Colton Herta does right now.
1: That I just got a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> He's ahead of he's ahead of David Malou. He's ahead of two thirds of the McLaren team. He's
0: a, yeah. He's ahead of Alex Rossi. Ahead of Felix Rosenquist. Ahead of Graham Rahal. Ahead of Renus VK. There's some good names there. Like Callum was getting eyed up last year potentially for a big name seat, and I think uh, apparently he's out of contract at the end of the year. And Eyelot is the number one name being circled on people's lists. They said that was Pruitt speaking to team managers within IndyCar with the promise of being anonymous. Who are you looking at? Ilop was the number one name with a bullet ahead of Marcus Erickson, who is leading the championship right now. Because er- Ericsson's also a free agent at the end of the year.
1: Oh, and boy, if anybody, if anybody's able to pull away Marcus Ericsson. Oof. Not just Marcus Eric, like we know he brings money with him, but we're past that point. Marcus Erickson can drive,
2: yeah. But <laughs> at that same time, and going from Gana- going from Ganassi is what I can't understand about Alex
1: Palou. You're leaving Ganassi. Ganassi. Before we wrap this up, can I can I throw in some screwballs from off the board? Oh, no please fair. do uh because there's a couple of names i've heard floating around they're not mentioned in this racer piece so they may still be in play they may not be but who knows but i see another ferrari driver academy graduate and another ridiculously fast driver from new zealand that could be in the midst the fda graduate is robert schwartzman from uh from wherever he's from and the the fast new zealander <laughs> is Formula E title contender, Nick Cassidy. Schwartzman's already gone through an evaluation process with Ganassi uh, because somebody's got to take over these seats. And uh, Cassidy, Cassidy's a perfect fit. And again, another in the pipeline of super formula to IndyCar success if it were to go down like that by way of Formula E.
2: He'd be so
0: good. Yeah. I, I
2: I would love to see me some Nick Cassidy in IndyCar. Because he's fast yeah. in no matter what you plug him into.
0: He's fast in no matter what you put him in, and Cassidy has been the four-man in Formula E so far this season. Like, he's been super hot in, in, in for that envision. He's
1: going to have to change his name to Scott
0: Cassidy. Right. <laughs> change, change his name to Scott. Um, Scott yeah.
1: Schwartzman.
0: Yeah, like, Schwartzman, I'm pretty sure he was one of the quickest dudes in that Formula E rickety test they just had in, in, in Temple Hoff as well. So... Again, I feel like
2: he would be someone who would be able to climb over that fence, dream the impossible dream, and actually wear out the hand cooks in Formula E.
0: <laughs> that man, if the, if we were rating drivers on, a, on, a, on an ultimate team basis, he'd have zero next to tire wear, but maybe a 91 next to the pace stats. Schwartzman is fast <laughs> as hell, but we all know he was a tire butcher when he was in Formula 2.
1: But he does have IndyCar testing experience. It's really just a matter of, is he going to be loyal to Ferrari in case a hypercar seat opens up for him in the future, or does he want to get back into single-seaters? Who knows?
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot. There's a lot there. But some of those names that are out there are fascinating. And amazingly, IndyCar actually has the room to facilitate it, potentially. It's crazy.
1: Look, We've we talked a lot about, and I pushed back on some of the criticism that the series gets because, like, this is not one of the things you can be critical about. They've got dudes, they've got people who want to race in the series,
0: which is great. That's off the battle. And, uh, you know, we have to wait and see if the sport can find a way to get them in. IndyCar is back in a week and a half's time for the GMR Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Road Course. That's going to be a fascinating race. There's so many dudes that are absolutely killer on the road course. Alex Rossi, Christian Lungard, Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, Pado Award, all really, really strong round the road course in recent times. Like Grosjean as well. And that was his first real breakout result in IndyCar. Was it the was it the uh road course? So again, given the way the title's panning out in the moment, it's gonna be a fascinating round. Can't wait to see how that goes down um on that one as we start the month of May. Oh, we all the- know where that's going it's uh it we're it we gonna see how this indycar season really shakes down very very soon we'll be back next uh time around episode wise after the triple header will be formula one in miami uh again you knows? maybe second time around to be better out for them gosh
1: gosh that was such an amazing trip i'm just glad i'm back which is <laughs> well, by the time you'll be hearing this i will be back uh, who, who won um well, you'll just have to tune into the podcast uh, next week because we don't want to just give it all away way out of order. Now, that would be ridiculous. I mean, you just listen to the Formula One podcast from Azerbaijan.
2: <laughs> as, as, as if anyone is going to want to hear more about that race weekend.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, gosh. Uh that'll do it for this one. Uh please you can find us one more time. Well, one more time because we we, we got straight into it at the top of the show this time round. Real quick, uh, Motorsport101.com is our website. All our social media is on there. Um again, our personal handles at Dre underscore WTF1, at C Buckley917, at RJ O'Connell. Do check us out there. Check us out on Patreon as well, and throw us a few quid. If you really like us, you can back us on there for early access to episodes and support us come our Discord server all that good stuff is over there. I am exhausted because I've done nearly f- 3 hours of recordings and this is the, this is the fourth podcast I've sat uh, through today. Um I am on I am on emergency battery here but uh a, a pleasure as always to sit down with these fine folks and talk some motorsport for the last 3 hours. Um it's been a, it's been a shift but we got there. Hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as we did. Until next time, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been Cam Buckley and RJ O'Connell. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Sayonara. Later, y'all.
2: I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to get up on my birthday and watch some Indy 500.
0: They mm, mm. have classics, baby.